Join me again in the Bible, the New Testament, coming from our reading of Galatians, the first chapter, verses 1 through 5. Hopefully you could become very familiar uh, with this letter uh, of Paul to the church of Galatia. Uh, we will spend some time here uh, in this letter. This first section is known as the salutation, his introduction to them. Uh, we will look at verse 1 through 5. I'll be reading from the New Living uh, Translation of God's Holy Word. If you're not there, say hold on. Amen. Sounds like we're all there. Let us begin to get a hopefully arrive to the same conclusion. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever. The church says, Amen. you may be seated. Going to deal with the subject matter on this morning of know God's authority. Know God's authority. When you think about authority, it stands for oftentimes someone has gave you permission or allowance to accomplish something. Oftentimes, uh, a mother would tell a child to go tell the siblings to come in, and they don't want to listen because that's the child telling them, especially if it's the younger child. Mommy says, come in. So they got to say, mommy says, come in. Because if mommy didn't say, come in, I'm not coming back in because you said, come in. But since it comes from the authority of mommy said, come in, well, I better get in because I know there's some repercussions. <laughs> if I don't recognize the authority of mom telling me to come in. But if child is left by themselves and mom puts them her permission of babysitting authority changes because mommy's not here so there's no direct repercussions if mommy says something mommy said you need to go to bed well she's not here so she don't know if i'm gonna go to bed now or not but i'll be in bed when she gets back that's what you say to yourself you don't say it out loud but that's what you let them know that no i'm not going to bed now you put up a fight and all those things here i'm trying to highlight here is what's happening here with paul that they're trying to argue paul what authority do you have to teach us when we have these other false teachers who are giving us information that's of another gospel. And, and, and whose authority do you have to tell us what is true and what is right and can tell us that we are wrong? Here he comes out to say that I'm not speaking from somebody else's authority. I'm not speaking by man's authority. No, I am speaking in the authority of God, the Father, and the Son, Jesus Christ. He's pointing out to them that I was appointed, I was called, not by man. Therefore, I am under the authority and the direct call of God. And so basically, Paul is pointing out to them that if you are disagreeing with me, you're not fighting a fight against man, but you're fighting a fight against God. So he's pointing out about God's authority to do so. 
He says that I am Paul, I am an apostle. You see the comma, there's this qualification that he, says, he, he is letting them know that what kind of apostle I am. Because to us, the apostles now in modern vernacular means something different. When we hear the word apostle, we think of those 12 that followed after Jesus as his 12 apostles or his disciples. But yet in that modern time, the word apostle basically meant a messenger, one who was sent. And so Paul is pointing out that I was not just sent by man, but I was sent by God. Now, many of us who are familiar with our Bible, we know how Paul was, was sent out because he was on his road, on the road to Damascus. And uh, the sun, like no other time, got brighter and knocked him off the beast he was on and blinded him. And, and the beautiful thing about this, that he knew it was God. It says his eyes were open, but he could not see. Something must be going on here. And, and, and so here it is. Paul is commissioned by Christ himself. He says, I am the one you are persecuting, Jesus Christ. I am the Lord. He's commissioned him. He says, now you go and preach my gospel. And he goes to the Gentiles. He goes to the Jews. He was sent by Jesus himself, not a representative, but Jesus himself. So therefore, when he's writing to Galatians, letting them know whose authority do I have, I come in the name of Jesus. Let me stick a pin in that moment right there, right there, right there. Dan, you catch on what I just said. Is anybody here called on the name of Jesus? You understand there's a power in the name of Jesus. There's authority in the name of Jesus. We like that song, how chains break in the name of Jesus, that we can say something just in the name of Jesus. We feel better. And so here it is, Paul's pointing out that my authority comes under his name, under his title, under who he is. And so here it is that when God gives you authority, check this out, you don't need other people's permission to do what God calls you to do. (laughs) You don't need anybody's permission to do what God has called you to do. Let me me give you some, some, some examples about how you don't need man's permission. Some people get mad at you when you tell them, I love you. (laughs) Well, I don't want you to love me. That's all right. I don't need your permission. (laughs) It is God's authority. He has commissioned me. He has commanded me to love you. And guess what? I'm going to love you whether you like it or not. (laughs) I heard some people say this, that I'm going to love the hell out of you. (laughs) That I'm going to love you in spite of you. And no matter what you're going to do to me to, to stop me from loving you, guess what? God has given me the power to still love you. Oh, hallelujah. See, see, see how simple that example is, but how powerful that same example is. That we have the power and the authority through our Lord to do what he's called us to do. And that enables us to love people who are unloving. Mm. You can search the Bible, you'll find it, that you don't find this. It does not say love the lovable. And don't love the unlovable. It says love your neighbor. Your neighbor could be that unlovable person. Your neighbor could be that lovable person. <laughs> your neighbor could be your enemy. Oh, okay. You didn't say love your enemy. No, no, there's another verse. It says love your enemies. 
Hey, Cassius, Cassius, don't just stop there, but pray for them. Oh, watch out. Now pray, P-R-A-Y. Not P-R-E-Y. You're not to pray on them. You're both to pray for them. So you're not going to celebrate when they get into some trouble. You're going to say, Lord, can you deliver them out of trouble? And so you see here, this is the power and the authority that God has given you, and no one can stop you because God has commissioned you. Here's another, here's another one that God's given you authority to do, and you don't have anybody else's permission. You don't need their permission to do so. It's to be faithful to your spouse. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had a few amens in there. But check it out. How The world will tell you how... Check it out how many TV shows are out there about mistresses and, 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 and all these uh, real wives who are not married. <laughs> Still trying to figure out why they are called wives when they've been long divorced and not living and never lived married. But anyway, I, I digress. And, and, and so we have all these souls about mistresses and ladies on the side and how to do this and how to do that. But yet we have very few souls about how to be faithful. Hmm. I, I can show you how to cheat. I can show you how to be a player. I can show you how to keep women online. I can show you how you can keep men on hold. But yet I'm not showing you how to keep a marriage unified and holy before God. I'm here to let you know that you don't need man's permission. It's looking God's word. You see, God has already given us the power and the authority and the tool to show us how we are to be who he wants us to be. Let me, let me st- step for a moment and make sure we understand where I'm going here. God has given us the authority to do his will. Now, check this out. When you buy something, when you purchase something, or you own anything, oftentimes there's a manual included. Now, we may not get those hand manuals as we used to, but now they give you a link that you can go online and you can download the manual and find the instructions. And the instructions will let you know how to maintain what you have. Here it is that if God has given you something, I guarantee you can do the same thing. You may not have the Bible in your hand, but you can too. Download. That's through the Holy Spirit that he can give you a direct connection of what you need to do to maintain what you have, what you mean. Sometimes there might not be a book how to keep your husband and how to keep your wife, but there is the Holy Spirit that will tell you that maybe you need to calm your tongue. Maybe you need to pray a little bit more. Maybe you need to just say, I'm sorry, and don't worry about what you're sorry about. Maybe you need to just say, you are right, and once again, I'm wrong. Maybe you just need to say some of those simple things and find out. Things might work out a little bit better. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you that you ought to be slow to anger and quick to listen and slow to speak. The Holy Spirit will tell you that you ought to go ahead and turn to the other. The Holy Spirit will let you know that this is not a fight. You need a fight. The Holy Spirit will let you know just go ahead and just love on them anyhow. Respect them anyhow. But yet man won't tell you that. Oh, you ought to leave now. Oh, you ought to tell. You ought to tell them who's who. Do you wear the pants? Do you bring home the money? Let me let you know. See, that's man's ideology. Nowhere in the Bible that says, well, man should rule because he wears the pants. No, no, the Bible says that you all submit one to another. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, that's foreign. That's foreign. Oh, I ain't going to submit to nobody. Then if you're not going to submit to nobody, who's your Lord? So if we are submitting to the Lord, then we understand I can follow his program. 
And when I follow his program, I start finding out that I don't need to be in control to be in control because he's in control. And if he's in control, I'm all right with him being in control. Oh, glory be to God. And so here's the authority also that Paul has received. Paul has received authority to preach and teach the gospel. And so therefore he didn't need anybody else's permission (laughs) to tell him could he or could he not preach and teach the gospel. He was letting them know because if you look closely there, right there at verse 6, it says, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from what God has called you to himself through the love and mercy of Christ. I'm not going to go there, but I want you to catch that. He is shocked that they have left the gospel. Mm, mm. Here it is that Paul has been given the authority by God. And, and in this authority, this authority also enables us and empowers us to overcome whatever obstacles may come our way. Do you understand that if God has commissioned you to do something, then may he wants it to be done? Let me say that one more time. If God has commissioned you to do something, he wants it to be done. Let me help you out. Some of you say, I'm not grasping what you're saying. Let me use some biblical images that we are familiar with. Uh, uh, Moses, there's a new movie coming out about Moses, and I guarantee this, uh, this, this one event is always going to be in there. What's, what's what one event? You know that event. They, they got to a spot. Water was in front of them. The army was behind them. The people with Moses saying, Moses, you brothers out here to die. What's going on? Moses said, God, what you doing with me with all these people? God speaks to Moses and all you got to do is use what's in your hand. This staff, this staff. Yeah, stretch it out over the water. <laughs> and when he stretched it out over the water, a wind blew. And the water was separated like walls. And the land that was wet because of the water was now dry like concrete. And they walked across dry land. And as they were walking across the dry land, God had the army in confusion. And he let them know once they got safe on the other land, he said, stand today and watch your deliverance. Mm, mm, mm. And, and when the army came in, they saw the water overcome. Them. Now, here it is, here it is. What's that got to do with anything? God called Moses in the wilderness on a burning bush to let him know, I'm going to take you to Pharaoh to let my people go. God saw it done. Moses saw it done. Here I'm trying to let you know and understand, if God calls you to do something, he will empower you. He'll give you the power. He will enable. He'll make things that look impossible. He'll make them possible so that it can be done because God has called for it to be done. So when man gets on your last nerves, like Moses people got on his last nerve, just turn to God. And God's going to let you know, I've already given you the tools that you need. Let's go ahead and stretch it out. And then you're going to see some powerful things happen before you. Let me give you another example. That's Old Testament. Some of y'all say, I I don't read Old Testament. Here's some New Testament stuff. In in the New Testament, we're familiar with this story. Uh, uh, Jesus is on his way. And and while he's on his way, he's got a great crowd around him and and he's on an appointment. He's going to go meet somewhere with someone else and, and who's very important. Everybody wants him to meet this person. So they're on their way to this person's house. But yet uh, a woman who's been having some medical issues uh, heard about Jesus was in the area. And she decided that I'm going to make my way there. I'm penniless. I'm broke. I use all my other resources. Man told me it wasn't possible. It's not possible. But I heard about this man named Jesus. And I, and I don't know if I can get an audience with Jesus, but I'm going to try to get in the vicinity. And if I get close enough, I, I believe I can just touch a, 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 the hem of his garment. I, I, I will be made whole. And, and she stretched out. 
Jesus felt power leave him. In the midst of the crowd, he says, who touched me? Peter said, come on, Jesus, you're playing games. There's a whole crowd around you. How are you going to say, who touched me? Is this a, a new game I'm not aware of? No, no, no. Someone touched me, and I felt my power leave me. Who touched me? All the women realized, oh, he's talking about me, because I found my body started to be reversed. The blood issue I had got reversed. I feel whole. A matter of fact, I can stand up now. I don't have to be hunched over. It's me. It's me. Ha-ha. You've been healed. You see, again, in the element, man told it was impossible. She used all her man resource, but yet in the presence of Jesus. Circumstances change. What I want you to understand here is that God has called you out to do amazing and wonderful things. Don't let people tell you what you can't do. Talk to God and say, Lord, what can I do? You have God's authority to do so. Because when you have God's authority, then you know where your authority comes from. Look how Paul says, I, I come, I come, I come, I come, not by man, not by man, but by God the Father and Jesus Christ himself. But then he gives another qualification here. It says that may the, verse 3, may the God of our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So here, here he is, he pointing out that I come in the authority of God the Father who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And then he lets you know that in case you forgot, he is Lord. <laughs> so I come in the authority of God the Father who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he's also the one responsible who sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. But he didn't leave him lying in the grave, but he rose him from the dead. And, and if you missed out on the first part, let me come back to it and says he is Lord. What does all that mean? That means this, that I know the Trinity. I know the unity of the Godhead. I know God the Father. I know God the Son. And I know God the Holy Spirit. Or some of the old say, say the Holy Ghost. I understand that if God is the Father and Jesus is the Son and the Holy Spirit is with them, cast his, cast his, then I have access to that same authority and that same power. How is that? Am I moving too fast? Let me slow it down. Genesis 1, the beginning was God. God created the heavens and the earth, and his spirit was over the emptiness. God made man in his own image. He says, let us make man in his own image. Man messed up. Sin came in the world. Man now realizing what separation means from God. God kicked him out the garden and said, y'all got to go. But I'm not going to leave you without hope. From the woman's seed will come a male seed that will crush uh, the enemy that was upon you. But that's all right. But you're going to have to wait some time for that to come. But uh, I am still here. God the Father. I am still here. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God the Father. Cassius, Cassius. And my spirit is here too. My spirit came upon prophets. My spirit came upon kings. My spirit came upon judges to give you guidance and give you a word from me. But there was a moment of silence for 400 years. And nobody heard a word from God but all of a sudden there was a prophet uh, I'm sorry a priest uh, that was in the temple he came out unable to speak God is doing something here uh, his mouth opened up and said his name is John uh, John when his mama's womb jumped in the presence of Jesus Jesus gave birth shepherds and angels sing unto God are you following tradition I have God the father we've seen the spirit now we've seen the son now the son walks and the son talks and does amazing things we already gone over how we can heal a woman 
with an issue of blood. He did die on the cross, but that third day morning, he got up from the grave and cast his cancer. For 40 days, he spent some time with the disciples to let them know that I got to go. But when I leave, the Holy Spirit will come. And the Holy Spirit will instruct you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit will give you a power and the authority to be my witness. Did I catch you all up? Do you follow me? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have access to God the Father, God the Son. You already got the Spirit. That means you got access to all power. What kind of power? This kind of power, power in the spirit that Peter was able to walk, and it says his shadow healed folks. Oh, go look in Acts. He's walking around, his shadow just fell on people, laying on mats. They started to feel better. Power that Paul was able to pass out handkerchiefs that touched his skin. People said, whoa, I feel good. <laughs> they were being healed. Now, now I want to throw a pen in real quick. Paul was not selling them. Moving back to our current message, Jesus is showing us that when we call on the power of the Spirit, amazing things happen. And we have access to that same Spirit. Oh, glory. Now, here I want to also qualify about power. Sometimes when we think about power, we ask for just a little bit of power. But let me, let me help you out that, you know, we have plugs, and plugs tell you, you know, how many voltages is in that plug. They'll tell you if it's a 12 volt, they'll tell you if it's a 10 volt, all that, right? But you understand, that plug is telling you how much capacity it can hold. The plug can only hold what it's been made for. But that outlet is able to to, to supply every plug that's plugged into it. So if you plug the high voltage plug into a small voltage device, you're going to blow it up. Because it was not made for that device. What you saying, Rev? I'm saying this, that God knows how much voltage you need. <laughs> and so don't get caught up that you are, you are standard, t- standard TV and you want to be an HD TV. Cassis, Cassis, there's some people that got a standard TV in their house just as happy as if they had an HD TV. Because they know how to appreciate what they have. What you saying, Rabbi? I'm saying this, that sometimes you want to be the best, but you need to settle. You need to settle with being the best that you are. Because God made you. He didn't make you as junk. He made you for who you are. And check this out. So don't get caught up that I need some more vote. Just know that you have enough and you have the right amount needed. To supply the power that you need to accomplish what you were made for. Let me have somebody now understand what I'm saying. If your phone battery gets dead on your cell phone and you plug the charger into that phone and you plug it into the outlet and your phone's not getting charged, you don't say something's wrong with the phone. You're going to say something's wrong with the plug. Because you realize I was just working the phone. It had power, but power is gone. I need to connect it to the source. What I'm trying to point out is that oftentimes we want to blame everybody else and stop looking at the source. The problem is that we got the wrong connection. But when you get the right connection fit into you, connected to the right source, oh. Woo! 
Holy Spirit gave me this one for free. Check this out. Most times on our phones, right? When the battery's low, it turns red. But when it gets charged, it turns green. Throw this one in for free. We, when we become weak, we see red. We see red on calm. We see red because we mad. And then we see red because we call on the blood of Jesus. And then we realize, I need some power. <laughs> and then we get plugged into the right source. And then we know about that blood. <laughs> that gives us strength <laughs> from day to day. And it never loses power. And you find out I once was low, but now I'm high. I'm so glad <laughs> Jesus lifted me. You see how we get connected to the right source. We know where our power comes from. And all of this, my last point I want to bring to us, is to prepare us to stand against the wicked one. Check this out. Verse 4 says, Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned, in order to rescue us from this evil world. In which we live. It's amazing to think about what people do for us when they don't have to. Especially how we have a little bit of dusting of snow out there. And, and there's some times that when we had heavy snow, how somebody would be kind enough to clear off your car. To shovel your driveway. Just do little things they don't have to. They, all they had to do was just take care of their car, but they took care of yours too. Little things like that, that you went out to eat and you was ready to pay because you just got paid. But I said, I got it. Little things they didn't have to do. You, you were ready to pay your bill, but they paid your bill too and covered your dessert. These are the things that people do for us when they don't have to. But here it is. Jesus looked at us and we're enemies to him. We're enemies of the state. We're totally against him. We're fighting against him. But he said, that's all right. I'm going to die for you anyway. That when you do come to your senses, oh, glory be to God, you're going to find out that I died to rescue you from the mess you thought you liked. Some of y'all, some of y'all looking at me like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. You remember that time you thought it was good and them good times. You still got the scrapbook looking back, but you said, Lord, I'm so glad I'm not back there anymore. <laughs> Woo, no, you was out your mind thinking you were cool, thinking you were cute, thinking you were so tough. <laughs> Realizing that you were tough. <laughs> you were so tough, you had to get whoop <laughs> so that you could find Jesus. <laughs> I'm so glad he whooped me. Because <laughs> there's times I know for a fact, if y'all knew what I know. Yeah, I could talk about me. Some of us, you know, we get so highly and we dress up so nice. We act like I've been saved all my life. When I was born, I was baptized and I confessed Jesus. I'm listening. When I was born, I was serving the devil. And that's why my mama was praying. And so when we understand that, Lord, I, I'm in an evil world. And you did not leave me powerless, but you left me powerful. He left me powerful because 
he's given me a great example to think about. Here we are. Every time you go to a courthouse, uh, there's a few things you're always going to see in the courthouse. Uh, you're going to see whoever is the current president. You will see a United States American flag. These things are there to remind you that you serve this president and you're in this country abiding by these laws. They serve as reminders to help everybody understand where they are. Catch out how these reminders help you. These reminders help you that if you happen to go to a foreign land, you will see those same reminders if you go into the U.S. Embassy. You'll see a picture of your current president, and you'll see a flag of the United States of America to remind you that you are on sovereign land under the leadership of this president and the laws of the United States of America. And if you are in a foreign land and you are in trouble and you need to make your way home, you will be happy to see those reminders. Here I am to let you know that Jesus Christ has sent us some reminders. Here are our reminders. There is an empty tomb. There is a rugged cross. There was a man who was whipped and thrown cross upon his head, nails into his hands, and they did, once he died, pierce him in the side. They did bury him in the tomb, but I told you the tomb is empty. The cross is empty. But every time you look at the cross, you are reminded that someone died to rescue you. And so here it is. If you know that he's died to rescue Cassius, he has also empowered you to stand and fight against the enemy so others can know that they too can have deliverance from this evil world. Good day now, Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to tell somebody, I got the power. <laughs> I got the authority that I can call on the name of Jesus and the chaos that's surrounding me can't hold me. But I know a man that can say, Pete, be still. I know a man that can make a way out of nowhere. Ain't that right, Moses? You better testify. I know a man that when things get hot, he can keep me cool. Ain't that right, Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego? You ought to testify. I know a man that when storms are around me and the issues are upon me, he can let me walk amongst the storm. Ain't that right, Peter? You ought to testify. I know a man that when death seems to have his grip upon you, he can call you out of grave. Ain't that right, Lazarus? You ought to testify. Am I talking to you? Can you Testify that you know, that you know, that you know. There have been some times in your life that you needed some power and you caught on the name of Jesus and you are walking better. You're walking stronger. You're looking better because he's shown up, brought you through. Tell your neighbor, I got the power. Oh, God, we turn to you, oh, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we have the power. Thank you, God, for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that nothing can stand against us when you are for us. Thank you, God, that no weapon formed against us so prosper. Thank you, Lord, that we are more than conquerors. Oh, thank you, Lord, nothing can separate us from the love of you. Thank you, Lord, that we can resist the devil. He will have to flee. Thank you for Jesus. And so, Lord, we surrender to you. Oh, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. 
We belong to you. Father, forgive us for times of selflessness and pride and ego, trying other connections to get power when all our power comes from you. Father, help us to walk by faith and not by sight. In total surrender unto you, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.